Welcome to Leaving a Legacy, a podcast focusing on the legacy format and the New England magic experience with your host, Adrian. I, and I think Tin Fins is just, um, it could, maybe it's crack. And Jerry. I'm going to say two things to you right now, and they're going to contradict each other. Now we take you to the Red Room, where round one pairings have been posted. Welcome everybody to Leaving a Legacy. This is episode 21, and I am Adrian, or Mathematrixer on Twitter, and with me is a very special, uh, geez, legacy an obvious pro, uh, Mr. Bob. <laughs> Mr. I, I don't know if I would go that far, but yeah, go on. <laughs> and well, uh, you, you made the pro tour, so I think that actually qualifies you pretty well, uh, Mr. Bob Huang. How you oh. do, How you doing, Bob? I'm doing wonderful. Great to be here. Oh man, it's good to have you back. Uh, so yeah, I I'm, I'm really glad that uh, you decided to join me too. Um, multiple reasons. First. They banned Treasure Cruise, and I think a lot of people blame you for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, some, one of my friends posted that on my wall. It's like, this is all your fault, Bob. And I was like, <laughs> I kind of got a chuckle out of that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just in case uh, anybody may not be familiar, I believe you, uh, what, soon after the release of Treasure Cruise, you mm-hmm. took and made Blue Red Delver go to first place at SCG New Jersey. Yeah, it was actually the very first weekend, so I guess that was that was Sunday. So Friday was the first day that it was legal. Now, <laughs> were you premeditating that from the spoilers? No, so I think um, I definitely saw the card. I was like, "Huh, this is interesting, and it could potentially be broken." <laughs> uh, and then, you know, I, I like read an article by Carson Cotter on Star City, and then actually started playing with it. And I was like, "Wow, this card is actually bonkers!" <laughs> so I, I was immediately putting four in all of my Delver decks, and I eventually settled <laughs> on Blue Red as the one to play. Wow, um, man! So, and also, you recently made the Pro Tour. That was now, if I if I understand it right, because I'm not. I don't really follow the Pro Tour and all that, but that was in uh, D.C., wasn't it? Yeah, that was super convenient. Uh, so I, I moved to Richmond now. I am from Boston originally, mm-hmm. uh, but now I live in Richmond, and it was like a short little two-hour drive up. And actually, I qualified to the PT also through playing Legacy, um, and that was at Grand Prix, New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you, did, did, what, what did you place at Jersey, wasn't it? I got 10th. Okay, all right. I thought it was like 16th, but it was in top 16. That's what it was. Yeah, exactly. And what was the deck you played there? So I played blue-white-red Delver, um, sort of as a way to beat blue-red Delver. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think I played against blue-red Delver, if not four, uh, it's either four or five times, and I beat it every single time, so it just it ended up working out really well for me. What's it, what's it like sitting across from the deck that you built? <laughs> it was kind of funny at first. Um Every time I sat down, other people just expected me to be on Blue-Red Delver, I think. <laughs> and then I just, like, played Stoneforge Mystic, and then they're like, oh, okay. And you, you played that same deck at, uh, at SCG Worcester, didn't you? The week after, like, it was just soon after... No, I would say, so I have a very limited range, and that range includes Delver Secrets. And so <laughs> at, at SCG Worcester, I played Bug Delver. Oh, okay. Oh, right, right. And then you went to Patriot Delver for GP New Jersey because you were saying that the that it went over the top of the other Treasure Cruise decks. Yeah, exactly. 
Wow. And um, are you are you still currently? No, I know you just went through the pro tour. They didn't do any legacy there. But what did you end up? Did you get to play modern at it also? I mean, yeah, so I, the pro tour the pro tour is modern, and I ended up playing uh, a pretty spicy brew, if I might say so myself. I just couldn't really get away too far from legacy, so I played a deck with a whole bunch of free spells and delve cards. Okay. I played, um, I guess, <clears throat> I guess you would call it become immense zoo. Oh. Okay. I know people were using. Be- I believe people were using become immense for infect. What, yeah, what? yeah. People were using it for infect. Actually, um. I played against Kai Bude. Uh, you probably you probably don't know too many pros, but you, you might know Kai. I've heard of him. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's the number one all-time Magic winnings leader. He's won a whole bunch <laughs> of pro tours. Uh, he's basically like an old legend. And I actually sat down against him uh, and beat him. He was on Infect, <laughs> and I was on. So become a Mensu. Essentially, it's 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 really a zoo deck. I play like four to cattles. Uh, some curd apes, some goblin guides, and then the combo in the deck is like mutagenic growth and become immense plus uh, like double strike effects. So I was playing Boros Charm for double strike, oh. as well as uh, as well as uh, this new card from Fate Reforged called Teamer Battle Rage. Okay, what's now? I'm not. I'm, I, I'll admit I'm not terribly familiar with uh, standard and newer formats and newer cards. They have to kind of sit around and like hit me in the head a little bit. What's is become immense plus six plus six? Yeah, it gives plus six, plus six. Okay, and then what's Teamer Battle Rage do? <laughs> so Teamer Battle Rage is a spicy one. It's uh, one in a red for an instant. Target creature gains double strike. Uh, if you control a creature with power four or greater, it gains trample. So <laughs> very well with the comments. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, oh, man. And and just out of curiosity, I know you, so it, you said it as Delve. Are you playing Gitaxian Probe also just to like fill up the graveyard with it? Yeah, I'm playing, I was playing two probes, and actually, so I think there was a, this great sequence I had against Kai game three. I, I literally just had the nuts. I went, um, he, he was on the play, he went like, uh, turn one tap land, I went turn one wild the cattle, and then he went like, turn two blighted agent, uh, and then I go, turn two double rancor, swing oh. for seven, gut shot your blighted agent, he untaps, um, plays another infect creature, and then I attack, he doesn't block, and I play Boros Charm uh, to deal him 14. What? Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, that's 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 pretty intense. So, so it was now you were saying that you didn't want to get too far away from Legacy. Would, did that deck just feel like it had the Legacy type of power? Uh, it really did. It was, you know, capable of some nut draws and winning. I actually went on turn two once with it, but uh, in general, it was like a turn like turn four kill deck, uh, but you could often kill on turn three. Uh, so it was definitely a very powerful deck that a lot of people just didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. So I, I decided to go for that. Now, what's what was the venue like itself? I mean, I could, uh, see, I could see some of the imagery on, co- on coverage, but you only see, you know, the five to seven tables. and Yeah, you only see the fancy area. Right. <laughs> I would say the rest of the venue, you know, as a convention center at the National Harbor, was very nice, uh, but... But, like, overall, the table setup, it was, you know, just the usual uh, Magic Tournament setup. There wasn't anything too special about it, except for the actual uh, feature match area. That was pretty neat. I heard the uh, the time between rounds, it, it was scheduled so efficiently. I mean, I'm assuming that your time was efficiently used there? Uh, yeah, the scheduling of the rounds went fine. I think the one thing they did is the Pro Tour used to be 55-minute rounds, and they... Uh, decreased it to 50, so I think I would have pre- appreciated those extra five minutes. Um, not that I went to time with my turn three kill deck, but <laughs> it would have been nice. 
Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, it can affect your ability to sideboard um, mentally, anyway, right? Like mm-hmm. just just having the time to be able to prep. Now, yeah, so I knew I knew you were at, like the only two. So I'm really not pro savvy, right? So there's only there's like there's a bunch of names that I know, of course, but I know I knew that you and KYT had both qualified to go there, and um, so you were asking me who KYT was a second ago, mm-hmm. anyway. There's a there's a website called Mana Deprived, mm-hmm. and they do a lot of podcasts there. One of them is um, the A Team, and another one's Heavy Meta. And they have so KYT is his name's Car Young Tom, and uh, he's from Canada. He's a Canadian player, and he's done a lot of promoting to um, you know Mana Deprived is the home of Canadian Magic. So they have like a he puts on a lot of tournaments up there, and he's big on a uh, the you know the. He's a very community-oriented individual, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, him and one of the other guys came down for Grand Prix Boston, and I got, I got to meet him. He's a really cool guy. So I, so knowing that you and him were at the Pro Tour, I was kind of watching coverage to see if I'd see you guys on coverage or all, and, and, uh, see if there was any way I could, I could, you know, one of the other, one of the other podcasts had a, uh, pick a pro, and it was kind of like a pull three, Pull three and best ratings or something, but I'm like I just wanted to see you guys kind of do good in it, um, because you guys are the only. Well, yeah, you guys, you guys are probably the closest to me that uh, that I could root for. Like anybody cool. else that I root for is is kind of I don't want to say imaginary. I'm not sure what the word I'm looking for is. Yeah, it's different. Like if you actually know the person versus just like knowing of them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And especially knowing that uh, that you were from Boston and Jerry was telling me you used to actually play at that's entertainment. Yep, that's right. Um, so I know that you are uh, you have an affinity for Legacy, right? Is that am I correct to say that? I would say that it would be correct to say that Legacy is the only format that I can win at. <laughs> um, really? Would. Well, okay, what makes you say that? Well, so so I'm not sure if you've ever done this, but there's like this website. Um, it's called like uh, I can't really pronounce it, but it's like zamleague.kavu.ru, where you can go back and look at your like historical magic stats. Really? Um, yeah, because it, it basically takes your Planeswalker points history and then converts that to like an actual record, so you can see what your record is in each format. Wow, which is pretty neat. And so the format that I've played the most by far is Legacy, and my win rate in Legacy is also uh, far higher than my um, standard and modern win rate. Like I think my legacy win rate is like I don't know seventy to seventy five percent, whereas for standard and modern, it's it's uh, between sixty and sixty five. Seventy five percent win rate in legacy. Uh, close to that. <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's pretty damn good. <laughs> um, and I know that was one of the things that Jerry mentioned. Is one of the things that he admires is your ability to see the metagame in advance. Of the metagame evolving to itself, um, like like we were just talking about uh, taking Patriot Delver to go over the top of the blue red Delver decks, and everybody's trying to play blue red Delver. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not. I had a I had a recent experience myself that doesn't compare, <laughs> but uh, you know I, I I started noticing I'm like, well, if Treasure Cruise is banned, then I guess people start playing him to Torak again. Um, so what I ended up going to this weekend was to play Blood Moon and picked up Sneak and Show. And nice. Yeah, and it actually, it's funny too that the build itself isn't, 
you know, it, it's it's a build that I just I, I tried to get. So we've been we've been buried in a snowstorm up here, and and I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't think where you are has seen it the way we have, but we've gotten the coldest mornings on record in the past ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, there is now five feet of snow outside. Jeez. And uh, so Jerry hasn't been to that sea in six weeks. He's like itching for legacy. He's doing it on moto, trying to get the fix in. Uh, <laughs> and um, meanwhile, I'll make the pilgrimage when I can. But so for a few weeks there, I just sat home building legacy decks, and one of them I had together was Sneak and Show, and I just kind of threw it together. But it's not. It's funny because I'm. It's in. A, I'm in a position where it's not the build I would have put together. But it's the build that took first place. Like if it was a build that I put together, I probably would not have done good. But it, it, you know, the only difference being this actual build didn't have. How do you feel about? Do you do, you do a lot of sneak and show at all? Uh, I've actually played that deck a lot. Uh, would you? How do you feel about Jace in sneak and show? Uh, that's a good question. It's weird. It's like it's. I think it's one of those cards that's like good versus other combo decks, and also good versus like slow decks. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's where that's where I'm at with Jace. I usually don't play him, but I can see playing him. Somebody somebody posed a question to us a little while ago about, you know, they were trying to get into Legacy and they were putting together Sneak and Show and they were wondering what we thought about Jace versus Overmaster. And, and my personal thing was um, in in Sneak and Show sometimes just being able to keep the, I my thing was I had used Jace in um, the, the blue red Burning Wish Omni Show deck from mm-hmm. about a year and a half ago and and against the sneak and show deck they had a sneak attack down but I could use Jace to keep them away from a creature yeah. so it, it allowed me some sort of a control aspect against the combo deck um, this this build actually didn't have Jace or Overmaster and and I'm not a huge fan of Overmaster and sneak and show but I'm, I was curious what your what your take on either of those cards in the in the build would be yeah, I guess you get like a few flex slots in the main, and, and I know you mentioned Blood Moon earlier, so Blood Moon's actually the card I would play in the main. In the main? Yeah. I guess, yeah, okay. It's just like so many decks are bad against it. Yeah, they um, are, they really are. I love siding it in against bug decks, against like even miracles if they, if there's a, if it's a Caracas-based miracles deck. Uh-huh. Yeah, really, it's like it shuts down one of the primary hate cards against Sneak and Show, you know, which is Caracas, game one. Um, so I really like I really like Blood Moon in the main. I usually play like probably two. Okay, one in the main, one in the side. Uh, probably like two in the main, and like maybe one in the side, maybe not. Depends oh, wow. on what I what I'm going for. What about through the breach? Do you, I mean, like I'm I'm a, I'm a proponent of through the breach in the sideboard. Yeah, I think through the reach kind of is like a staple now. Uh, I think you have to play at least two, and I, I would probably just play three. What about how do you feel about Besiju? Besiju, I like Besiju a lot actually. I think I like it more than most. I was playing one in the sideboard, and I liked it. Uh, I would probably up that to two, especially if you think Miracles is going to be big because they, they just have no, no real way of beating that card. Exactly, exactly. I do watch them cry. Um, if I if I land a, if I get a Besiju down, are you able to play? Where you are currently, are you able to get in enough legacy? Are you able to get in like weeklies there? Uh, sadly, I I really don't. Um, the legacy there is a legacy community here in Richmond. Uh, it's just not the same. There's no weekly tournaments. Um, it's more like this is more like monthly tournaments. Um, but so what I actually I literally just uh, before coming onto this podcast I bought into Legacy on Moto. I just bought Bug Delver. <laughs> so I'm gonna give that a spin and see how it goes. Some of the Jerry was mentioning a couple of things. I don't have a Moto account. Um, Jerry had mentioned that the metagame online 
is so skewed differently because apparently Wasteland is one of the most expensive cards on Moto. Mm-hmm. So you'll find a lot of people who keep a one land dual land hand figuring that they're safe. That is kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll punish those people then. <laughs> okay. So you bought into Wastelands online too? I did. It was very expensive. The way <laughs> the way I looked at it though, it was like if I want to like you know play competitive Legacy, this is one of my only options. Yeah. Okay. And in addition to that, like it's pretty easy to sell out a moto. I like. I sold a lot of my modern cards um, to buy into Legacy, and it was just like I didn't lose very much money. I probably lost like maybe like twenty, thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the market is very fluid, so it was it was fine. One of the other things Jerry had mentioned too about Moto, because I'm not familiar with Moto, but we were talking. I think we were talking about it last week. He was saying that um, Tabernacle is under twenty dollars online. So like people. Yeah, people, but the lands deck is still very expensive. <laughs> And it's because it's because of the wasteland and the Rishadon port, I imagine. right? Right. Yeah, because he, he was saying those two are the most expensive cards. But you find people like mono black with four tabernacles that you just don't see in like real paper. But then you'll find people like he um, seven out of eight rounds you won't see a wasteland. Some some like odd odd things that are hard for me to. My my thing is I've had this hold up with Moto where. Yeah, we start talking about some of the decks, and it seems like you can get to the point where the deck that you play is more expensive than the computer that you play on. (laughs) Uh, I would say that's only the case for me, because I have a cheap, like, $400 computer. (laughs) (laughs) And and so far, the Wastelands Online toppled over that? Yeah, exactly. Those four cards by themselves. So is there... Now um, now, now that Treasure Cruise was banned, is... Have you been doing anything with Dig Through Time? I mean, is there anything, even with the new set that you've been, have, maybe there's a question too. I've actually been seeing somebody who's been brewing together a deck using Monastery Mentor. Um, You're talking about Brad? Yeah. <laughs> have you been, uh, have you been working with any of the new cards at all? Yeah, I've been talking to Brad about his deck. Uh, it seems really strong, actually. I like it a lot. Uh, so, so for people who don't know, basically, he's playing a Monastery Mentor deck that's Esper Colors, and it plays the uh, Canter Top combo as well. And Top actually works really well with Mentor because if you have two Tops out and a Mentor, it's kind of like the Thopter Foundry combo where you just like you tap, you draw your Top, you play a Top, you tap, draw the other Top. So for every one mana, you make a one-one Monk with Prowess. Wow. Yeah, I, um, I, it's funny. I played against the deck, but I actually hadn't seen that yet. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really strong. <laughs> that seems pretty oppressive. Yeah, um, I actually, I, I, I put together a shardless bug deck, but I, uh, I sold my Tarmogoyfs a while ago, and you know, do you know Josh Sissio? Yeah. Okay, I sold my Tarmogoyfs a while ago, and Josh was looking at me. He's like, "You're gonna regret that. You're gonna regret that. Don't do it." And uh but it was like just after Modern Masters, I bought them for a hundred. They're at two hundred or something. SCG's giving me a hundred and twenty-five. I'm like, they give me more than I paid for them, and so for whatever reason, I sold my Tarmogoyfs. So I can't really put Shardless Bug together the way that I'd like it. But with uh, Treasure Cruise, I started doing Shardless Bug using Scavenging Ooze instead, just to hate out graveyards a bit. And mm-hmm. I played that recently, and I sat down against Brad, and uh, he beat me with his deck. After sideboard and everything, and then I realized I actually put a card in the sideboard for death and taxes, uh, Dreaded Knight, and I never, oh gosh, and I never sided it in against him, and then it dawned on me how good that would have been against like the Elspeth tokens and the monastery monks. And, 
Yeah. So that was uh that was unfortunate, but it was it was good learning anyway. Yeah, it's funny. It's like sometimes players get locked into like, oh, this card is for this situation. And now that I've played like, you know, more formats, um, especially the limited in particular, uh, I've learned that like every card can have a use. I don't know how much uh, like draft you've done, but like there are lots of cards that are in draft that are like quote unquote unplayable. Mm-hmm. But it, but like at the Pro Tour, I was destroyed by this guy who made top eight. And he just like brought in these really, really crappy cards against me, but they fit like a very specific role he was aiming for, and they actually, you know, ended up being serviceable. So it's like a lot of cards you just like, you know, it's hard to see what they actually do until you, you know. Face it. Face it, yeah. Yeah. And, and that was, that was the draft at the Pro Tour? He was bringing those cards in? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he's bringing like one ones for one, which, I don't know how much limit you, you play, but like those cards are generally not very good. Normally, but... yeah, normally I, I, I I like Legacy, and then uh-huh. the last Sunday of the month, TE will do Modern, so I usually go play Sealed at Ice Imports, or or I'll draft down at Wonderland Comics in Putnam, Connecticut. Gotcha. So I I do I do do some some Sealed, some Limited, um, and I enjoy it because I just I'm okay to do Sealed and I'm okay to do Limit and uh, to do Draft. It's just investing in a standard format to watch rotation is what I can't um, justify. Completely agree. Yeah, and it's one of the things that, like, and actually, um, one of the ways that I actually got into Legacy is down at Putnam, Connecticut at Wonderland Comics. I would go down there to do a draft, and it's like $15, but then mm-hmm. they, they do 20% off of singles if you registered for the draft. Which, oh, nice. Yeah, that makes dual lands really cheap. Um, so that was actually how I started getting into Legacy was, like, and it was weird too, because I'd go down there and some, and I'd draft, and some of the guys would be like, "Oh, I can't believe you passed this. Why would you pass this card?" And I'm like, "Because I'm not here for a cackling counterpart and draft, um, but I'm gonna grab that underground sea real cheap in a minute." <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, but Legacy's so expensive." And then I'm watching, I'm like, "I don't know. You just bought a sixty-dollar bonfire, the damned, and sold it for three. I have a challenge with that." Anyway, so but yes, I do I do enjoy uh limited and sealed. So and yeah, okay, so most of the times a lot of people in draft would be would say one once for one are pretty bad. And so he was bringing them in against you for what though? Uh well, I had lots of like two ones and three ones for three. Okay. So it just ended up matching up, you know, very well. I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to do I just did a sealed the first draft of what's the set that just came out Fate Reforged? Mm-hmm. I just did my first draft with that set, and I tried taking everything that was like a four one for two, and then cards, that, and then and then I noticed like something really bad uh, halfway through the night. I was I was I, I went to attack. What's there's a four one for two in blue. yeah Frostwalker. Yes, and I had like a whole bunch. Of, I I took like all these creatures that were four ones, and then I took the the cards that like target creature games double strike. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that the Frostwalker, if I target it with that, I have to sack it. Yeah, not so good with that card. <laughs> yeah, it would, didn't work out so well. And I'm like, well, that's all right. That's the first time I've actually seen these cards. That's okay. But I ended up leaving there with three Lion's Eye Diamonds, so I was content. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but I, I am a huge fan of uh, Tin Fins, and I'm trying to put back together Burning Reanimator just for the hell of it. Plus, I really like playing Tess. I, I don't handle ad nauseum tendrils well, mm-hmm. um, but I always found tests to be fun. And, and me and me and Josh were talking about that a little bit, um, and the difference between tests and ant. And, and mm-hmm. he says he finds ant easier because you only have to worry about black mana. You don't have to worry about the color you make. 
Um, I seem to find Tess easier because every time I keep seven cards with Ant, it turns out to be the bad seven. Like, I haven't figured out how to play that deck. Um, do you play either, and what's your impression of either? Yeah, I've played both. Um, I've played most decks in Legacy at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like both decks a lot. Um, Ant is... Tess is, like, slightly more all-in in where you just, like, sometimes have to go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but both decks are pretty challenging to play, I would say. Um, I, I, I struggle with both. Okay. It's now... I mean, I, so we were just talking. You, you've played Sneak and Show. It, it seems like would you would you say you're stronger with like a creature centric deck, like like Stoneforge Mystic or like Delver, as opposed to say a combo deck like as uh, Tess or Ant? I mean, have you have you picked up Omni Show and given that a shot? And you know what? Do you find yourself to be a combo based player? Like, what's what's your strongest? I'm trying to think of how to put it. All right, so there's like the three triangles, right? There's uh, combo, aggro, and control, and, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to figure out where you would see yourself. I mean, I'm sure you, I'm sure you can play aspects of all three, but where do you find your favorite? Yeah, I definitely think um, I'm beat down, Bob. Definitely an aggro player. <laughs> beat down, Bob. I like that. I never heard that expression before. Is that just what you call yourself, or is that? I mean, that's not, that's not a term. <laughs> I think as one of my as friends as called called me at once, and then I, I sort of has kind of stuck. I like that. Um, now, so you put together Bug Delver for Moto. Is there, are there other decks? Is, is it specifically because you intend to be playing Bug Delver? Is there like, are you, are you just using that to establish an online collection? Um, uh, I think it's like, I think it was like the best deck in Legacy for a long time. And, uh, I think Dig Through Time definitely does change some things, but I just, I really like the deck. It's, I think it's the first deck that I, uh, had some success with. I, um, so I don't know. I've just really liked it, and I think it's very strong. Um, as far as like playing combo versus control goes, um, uh, and aggro, I definitely don't think I'm a very good control player. I just like I play a little bit too slowly, and so if I play something like miracles, there's always the risk of going to time. Yeah. Uh, for combo, for something like sneak and show, which I find pretty straightforward, I think I can do all right. Um, but for something like Storm, it's like it's much more intricate, and it really rewards the play experience, mm-hmm. uh, like being experienced with the deck and knowing like unique lines. Um, that's definitely something I struggle with more. Um, and so I just find like Delver relatively straightforward, and so those are like the kinds of decks that I gravitate towards. And also in general, I think those are like the more consistent strategies in Legacy. I know, and it kills me. <laughs> I am, I am, I am not a fan of Delver. <laughs> so I'm not a fan of playing against Delver. I'm actually not a fan of playing with Delver either myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's. Uh, so, in, I don't know if you want to tell me too much about your bug Delver list, but I'm just. Are you playing Stifle? No, so I think there's there's a few different builds of Bug Delver that I think are viable right now. I think you have to decide um, whether you're playing. Um, Dark Confidant or not, and then it, whether or not you're playing like Kim to Torak or not, basically. I think those are like the main decisions, and then all the other decisions um, cascade from there. So I think Kim to Torak is a wonderful card. I, I'm playing four. Wow. Um, just because you get so many free wins from going like turn two him, turn three him. Uh, I just love that card. It's just like, it's so good. Um, most discard cards aren't particularly good in tempo shells because they're um, they're tempo negative. You're paying mana and you're not affecting the board. Okay. But Him to Torak is actually, you can say that it's tempo negative, but 
I feel like a lot of the time you actually uh, you're able to get lands out of your opponent's hands and then they're stuck and they can't actually cast spells. And that can make and so a like, huge difference, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like him to Torak makes your wastelands and dazes just that much better. And so I just thought it's just been a, an excellent card um, that I'm always going to be playing. <laughs> um, are, are you playing Sylvan Library at all? Uh, I'm playing one on the board. I really like it against you know decks with Source of Plowshares, basically. So I'm playing basically what, what is uh, the more classic version of Team America, like with him to Torak and Tombstalker. Uh, I think if your goal is to beat Miracles, then you probably want to play Dark Confidant and Stifle instead. Um, but I think... Yeah, for now, at least I'm sticking to uh, what I know, and that's casting five fives with flying. <laughs> what about that? Uh, is it Tassiger? What's yeah, your so Tassiger is another consideration. Um, I I have seen him in some lists, and he fits like a pretty unique spot in that he's like kind of like a Tarmogoy, kind of like Dark Confidant. Um, but I I haven't actually tested him myself, but I just think he's probably not as good as Dark Confidant or Doomstalker, just because sometimes you can activate his ability and then get back like something useless like a daze because your opponent gets the pick. Um, so I think he's just like a little bit slower, and I'd rather have like if I'm going for cards, I'd rather have the consistent Dark Confidant, and if, I, if I'm going for the aggro plan, I would just rather have a five five flying. So now, are you are you, so are you playing Dark Confidant and? Um him to Torak? Uh, no, I'm, I I would play Dark Confidant with Tim to Torak. I would not play with Tombstalker though. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm greedy, but I'm not that greedy. You know, uh, you're not so suicidal. Yeah, right now I'm playing Dark Confidant, but I could definitely see playing him if I think like either combo decks or miracles are the main decks to beat. Then I would definitely play him. Oh, okay, because then you pull the cards and strip theirs out. What would swing an advantage in bringing Dark Confidant in against miracles? Uh, essentially, if they don't kill him, like, every single card you draw is going to be excellent. Like, you'll be able to hit your land drops, and then, like, if they two-for-one you with Terminus, or if you need, like, two cards to kill a Jace, then that's not nearly as bad as it would be normally. Oh, okay. Huh. Um, I hadn't thought about it like that. Uh, let's see. Now, I'm trying to figure out when is SCG Worcester. It's, uh, it's, so it's, it's actually... It's the end of next month, right? No, it's pretty far away. It's like May 23rd. I know this because I just booked my flight home. So oh. I'm gonna say hi, mom, hi, dad, and then go play some magic. <laughs> and are they are they in Boston? Are they near Boston? Yeah, I live in Acton. Oh, okay. And um, how far in advance of something like that do you start to kind of make a deck selection? Um. So, so it's for an SCG open, but then I definitely care a lot about it because it's it, it's probably like the f- it's going to be the first uh, legacy open that I get to play with the new format, like the day two format. So it almost feels like a GP. So I'm probably going to like treat it almost as importantly as a GP. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say in general, like I know a lot of people who you know that show up uh, like on the site and then like start building their deck. Uh, I definitely <laughs> am much more of a premeditated person, and I would say like. I'd probably try to give it at least two weeks, um, or probably around two weeks, uh, before I make my final selection. Okay, so you'd end up having like a forty-five minute ride, on, on, like for, I'm, I'm assuming. Are you going to be? I'm assuming. You're yeah, staying I'm staying at home, yeah. yeah, so you'd have like a forty-five minute ride in, and I don't know if this is like bad luck, superstition, or what, but I'm just assuming you're going to make day two anyway. So I'm figuring like you'll have the forty-five minute ride out back, out back, um, and I don't know if. How how much time I know I know you're from up here. How much time do you spend in and around? Have you spent in and around Worcester? 
Like, are you familiar with a lot of the breakfast places around? Uh, not really, no. I've only come to, like, Datsy and, uh, just gone there before, yeah. Okay. Um, in preparing for an event, like an SCG Open or something, like, for me, I like to make sure I go and have breakfast so that mm-hmm. I'm not, so that I'm not mentally distracted. Not that I'm, like, thinking I'm gonna top eight something, but, like, just that I'm not making stupid decisions because I'm hungry. Um, there's a couple of places up here if you want, if, when you come up for the SCG Worcester, if you want to grab breakfast, um, I'll bring you to a couple of places. There's one actually right near the DCU Center too. That's really good. But oh, awesome! Yeah, that sounds good. I usually, um, I'm definitely a very ritualistic person. You might say I eat cereal like every single morning, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not. You know, I'm definitely not opposed to getting some real, real good breakfast. Uh, yeah, there's especially actually- because you know, like during tournaments, it's like kind of hard to get real food. Yes. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and and, and so th- there's actually a place right around the corner from the DCU Center that's, um, you know. I'll just mention it now anyway. There's a place called the Miss Worcester Diner, and it was rated uh, number one diner in the U.S. on the Learning Channel. Mm-hmm. And and I was surprised because I've lived in Worcester my whole life, but I've never eaten there. And I went there, and this woman has, like, 50 different flavors of French toast, like s'mores French toast, banana split French toast, oh my gosh. meat stuffed meat lovers French toast. It's it's really absurd, but it's so good. And uh and I like to try to make sure I grab a breakfast before a big event because I don't like to make bad decisions because I'm hungry. You know, if I could take, if, if, if it comes down to like a game state, I'd like to have my wits about me and not be distracted by something like that. So if, if you want to grab breakfast when you come up, more than welcome. I'm sure, uh, Jerry would, would, uh, we've, we've been talking about it for a little bit. He hasn't been to the Miss Worcester, but anyway, aside from that, um, you're down near Star City Games, right? You said you were down near... Is, are you near Roanoke? So I'm in Richmond. Uh, Roanoke oh, is okay. actually in the middle of nowhere, though. It's about three hours west. Oh, okay. So you're not even close to Star City Games. Um, well, I mean, Closer than you, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Closer than me, but you, you're probably not going to drive. I think I met somebody at GP New Jersey that said they do the monthly at Star City Games, and uh, I'm assuming you're not going to drive the three hours for that. Probably where, not. Where do you get to play now? Um, so yeah, as I mentioned, I think we have monthly events here in Richmond. Um, because of the Pro Tour, I actually haven't really played much, uh, Legacy in person. Uh, but, you know, I'm gonna start, so, yeah. But, but, where is it? Like, what's the, is it a store? Or? Uh, there's a couple stores. There's one called Richmond Comics. They do, they do monthly Legacy. Um, Battlegrounds is the main store that I go to. And I think the, I don't know if they actually have Legacy events, but, those are like the more competitive players, I guess, and I usually go there. Okay. Uh, yeah, like the the water seeks its own level. That's kind of what that sounds like. I mean, you're obviously a competitive player. I don't think you get to the pro tour without being, right? Uh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> Some of the people like who qualified, um, like from places like Europe or like Southeast Asia, like it's it's like it's just not as competitive there. So a lot of people at day one of the pro tour um, didn't actually know what they were doing. Oh wow, yeah, I I am surprised. <laughs> and and what's your so what's your impression now? I mean, you this is not what you do for a living, right? I mean, you don't play magic for a living. No. Yeah. Um. Now, what's your impression with the change from the PTQ to the PPTQ structure? Um. Does it influence your your desire to kind of grind out these things at all? Yeah, honestly, like. After playing on the Pro Tour, I, like, I kind of realize my own limits now. Like, I'm never going to be as good as someone, like, Owen Turtonwald. You know, they play, like, 40-plus hours a week. 
um, and they like don't make mistakes at all. I'm definitely you know not near that level. Uh, for something like Legacy, I might be able to compete with them just because I've played so much of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in general, like I'm not nearly as good as them. I don't have the time to put in. And, and so for for like the PPTQ and PTQ stuff, like I think I'll go from time to time, um, especially if it's close. But like I'm not gonna drive like a couple hours just to go to a PPTQ for the chance, you know, to go to a PTQ for a chance to go to the PT where <laughs> I will like probably scrub out anyways. Uh, well. I don't know. I think, like, like for me, I, I think, you know, for me, I don't have aspirations to go pro. You know, like, I, I think if I took, if I took and put in the 80 plus hours a week, um, to study spoilers and formats and, and different decks and matchups, I think I, I mean, I'm not really sure what a pro makes, but I gotta assume I just do better if I just went to work. <laughs> yeah, there's been there's been like a, an article on that recently that Paulo Vitor Damodarosa wrote, I think, and it was like he was making the most money playing Magic out of anybody for like I don't know, like four years or so, and then his like average salary was like something like I don't know, like thirty or forty k for like four years. <laughs> right, right, right. I know, and, and he I, was like number one in the world. You can just imagine if you like aren't very good, then you can't make any money. But I I, I will say, I mean, I. I do love this game, um, and and I, I I know I know you're younger than me. Actually, let me ask you a question because I was working. There's a kid, there's a guy that I work with, and it dawned on me the other day listening to some music. Do you remember? I just just an age thing. Do you remember a time before Eminem? Do I remember a time before Eminem? I remember Eminem. Um, yeah, I guess I like. I'm trying to think. Like <laughs> Eminem was junior high, so it's like. Okay. I I kind of listened to music in elementary school, but not really. <laughs> okay. Um, I was talking this 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 kid at work. I work with, uh, you know, he's, he graduated. He's got his bachelor's degree in, in engineering and stuff. And, and uh, we were talking about it. And I and I asked him if he remembered a time before Eminem, and he's like, "Well, when I was a kid, my parents didn't really let me listen to Eminem." And I'm like, "Okay, but he existed when you were like in elementary school, and like." There's certain th- there's certain points like now I'm I'm really starting to see my own age too and th- and there's like a reality there where I at at my age too I don't have the I I, I don't have the ambition to go pro really what I do have the ambition to do is actually see and encourage um, a cool community of people you know what I mean mm-hmm. like and I find that there are some really cool people that play Legacy and th- and that's just where I gravitate towards mm-hmm. um, but. Oh, where the hell was I going with that? Um, I don't know. Jerry usually calls that a rabbit hole, but uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Like the legacy community is just like, you know, more mature, more fun, and like I think the games are pretty intricate, and like most people, you know, they already like they either have a family or something like that, so it's just like you just don't have the time to you know do other do that much magic and keep up with rotation, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, here's a question. Have you ever put your feet inside of bags before putting them in your boots? <laughs> you know what's really funny? I went sledding last night, um, so I like I have like these really nice wool socks that I used. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but one of my friends he used like plastic bags, and I was like, never seen that before. So yeah, I've not done that. <laughs> I remember doing that when I was a kid. Jerry had no idea what I was talking about, and then yeah, I just wanted to ask you that. That's that's like my uh, New England connection now on whether or not whether or not it's really just me. Um. Anyway, we, you said you went sledding when? 
uh, yesterday, actually. We, we, we got a little bit of snow over here. We got six inches, and so, like, school was canceled, work was canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said that they had a... Uh... It rained in Atlanta in the morning. There was a there was a frost, so it created black ice, and the whole state shut down. Um, which in Atlanta, I can imagine, because they don't they don't have like snow tires like we. I I don't know. Maybe they have snow tires down there. I can't imagine that they sell. But I always get kind of curious when like different what would what would be light weather in Massachusetts shuts down another state. Have you written? But I know you you write a lot of metagame analyses for Channel Fireball. Um, so I, I was trying to go for like one a month last year. I haven't done one since November, except today I actually just came out with one. Um, but it's on standard, so the audience of this podcast probably won't be that interested. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe not. Uh, uh, we, you, feel free, it's, it's what, it's on the standard side of Channel Fireball? Uh, I mean, they don't really have like a standard side. If you just go to channelfireball.com, you can see my, uh, beautiful face right at the oh. front. Okay, then I'll, I'll put a link to that in the show notes anyway. And uh Oh, actually the one thing I would uh like to call out is that I I've actually started streaming uh recently. Mm-hmm. Um uh streaming legacy that is. And so my uh my Twitter is uh silly Azenfu. It's, uh, it's from when I was like in elementary school <laughs> and I just I misspelled uh silly Azenfu, but uh I can I can let you know what what, what that is and you can put that in the show notes along with uh my Twitch and I'll be uh tweeting whenever I stream. And yeah, hopefully you guys can tune in and uh, learn a thing or two, or actually, teach me something. And, and are you streaming? Did you see? All right, so you're streaming Bug Delver and Legacy then, just like Legacy Daily sale. Yeah, exactly. All right, because I noticed. Um, yeah, you had done that like six days ago. I saw the tweet. Um, yeah, so we'll put both of those in the show notes. Top eight pairings have been posted. So we don't do all right. So a lot of podcasts will do shoutouts, mm-hmm. and I think it's you guys do scoop into top eight. Don't forget, yeah. I was in, in the last one. Yeah, because um, yeah, we. I just I'm not a huge fan of like the. I. I <laughs> okay, for a couple of reasons, and, and, and this kind of t- I guess ties to you. I don't know, but so I am a huge fan of Ten Fins, and uh, it's because not everybody plays that deck, like. And, and I, I looked at it, even going down to G, GP New Jersey, I'm like, I don't want to play Blue Red Delver because I'll be, I'll be playing the same deck as half the room. <laughs> and, and, and it's because it was good. Um, I, I kind of like that, you know what I do like is that you didn't seem to, um, you didn't play Blue Red Delver because everybody else was playing Blue Red Delver. You played Blue Red Delver before everybody else was playing Blue Red Delver. <laughs> when everybody else went to Blue Red Delver, you went to Patriot Delver because it went over the top of it. You know, I, I, I like that. I'm not, I'm not a play the same deck as everybody else kind of guy. Um, it's just, it's, it's like a me thing. And, um, so Bob, with, uh, episode 21, I want to, um, I, well, I, Shit, I don't know which one of us should go first. I'll, I want to scoop you into top eight anyway, just for um, <laughs> for joining me, because uh, it, it was cool, you know. And in in all reality, um, I don't follow a lot of people as far as like you know magic career or anything. But mm-hmm. there's there's certain people that I definitely um, I definitely am not a I like to take insights from people and. Your well, I mean, yours is obviously valid, um, you know. And I, I like the way 
you recorded with us before, and I ended up going, I started looking up the metagame analyses that you do for Legacy, and it was mm-hmm. really, uh, I really appreciated it. It was really, really thought out. Um, Thank you. Yeah, so I'd like to scoop you into Top 8, and, um, and I have a feeling that Jerry's probably going to be upset that he missed you. <laughs> um, is, but who would you like to scoop into Top 8? Uh, that's a good question. I'm trying to think. Um, actually, I think I'd like to scoop uh, Brad in, Brad Burke. Oh yeah. Yeah. He. Uh, so as I mentioned earlier, you know, he showed me this really cool Monastery Mentor deck, and like I just I love it when uh, new cards are legacy playable. And I think uh, just we've had a couple of different testing sessions, and I'm sorry I haven't been able to uh, test a little bit more with him, but I definitely would like to in the future. Um, so yeah, actually, if anybody wants to test, just hit me up. Uh, I'm happy to jam games on Cockatrice. Um, as well uh, as Modo, so yeah, please hit me up and yeah, thank, thanks to Brad for his sweet deck. Um, all right, so your Twitch stream is Twitch backslash Grizzlepuff. Yeah, a lot of these names were like taken, so I just like I don't know, I thought it was something random for that one. I'm just a huge fan of Grizzlebrand. That Grizzlepuff looks. <laughs> I gotta check that out just because of the name. <laughs> awesome. Um, all right, so. So you want to scoop into into top eight, Brad, and anybody else you want to scoop into top eight? Uh, so you mentioned your love for tin fins, and there is one tin fins player over here in Richmond, uh, and he's like done decently well with it. He actually plays Burning Wish in tin fins. I don't know if that's standard or not anymore, but he plays it a lot in Modo, and he's had a lot of success. And he also lends me cards all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, his name is Romario Neto, and so I I like to scoop him in as well. Okay, sweet. Um, I I guess with that. Thank you all for joining us, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Yeah, thank you. The tournament is over, and the store is closing. Feel free to see us during normal business hours by emailing the show at leavingalegacymtg at gmail.com. You can also find the host on Twitter with Adrian at Mathema Trickster and Jerry at JMEE3RD. You can also join the Leaving a Legacy Facebook group to stay connected. So, there's a there's a Tinfins player down there. Yeah, his name is Romario Neto. He actually streams a lot. Um, so yeah, you could try to catch him his stream too. Well, there's a there's a couple of you know there's a couple of people I, I noticed on Twitter, and it's kind of funny because now whenever somebody has any deck that uses Gorio's Vengeance, I get somehow um, people like, oh, you got to check this out, you got to check this out. But you said he's using Burning Wish, so I'm assuming it's Burning Reanimator as opposed to Tinfins. Is he does he use Lion's Eye Diamonds? Do you know? Uh, I mean, he uses, like, uh, he uses Gorio's Vengeance, and he has, yeah. like, Tendrils, so I think it's Tinfins. Okay, well, I think, the, I mean, Tinfins usually doesn't use red, but the, there's a Burning Reanimator deck that uses Burning Wish, uh, and it still does Tendrils, but it will also use Lion's Eye Diamonds, and then go, it just goes, it's basically a very similar strategy, it's just a different mana base, like, um, Tinfins is just Esper Colors. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, plays red. So I yeah. guess it's the, the other deck you were talking about. That's pretty cool because it's I, I got the lion's eye diamonds. And I actually wanted to put that together. I should. I, I've been trying to find a decent list. Um, but anyway. Oh, okay. And then that's his Twitch channel, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm gonna. Cool. I'll I'll, right. uh, I'll put all that in the show notes and. Um, I'm ready. The shit that a mama knew, the stress, the drama, do the text phenomenal. Rapid fire, pecs through the abdominal. You bastard liars, me who's the honorable. Bathed and clothed up, shaved and close cut. Restraint from temptation, restraint from both nuts. <laughs> now in the physical form, verbalized through the scriptures, I was biblically born as Ayah. Jeremiah, conceived through the blunt fire. On Kawasaki's gorilla up on one tire. Well respected, gel connected. Got the method for them pretty females, perfected for sure. Very few flows. Heavy, heavy, two doors Candy painted to give a nigga the blue ball Pause, this the life I chose The did the 360, the cypher's closed Come on, come on The format is real sickness, contagious <laughs> Here I come, Daisy There you go, Phil I don't have to run no game, I've done no stuff <laughs> Young and gifted, my tongue's prolific In the beast bungalow is how I bung in Christmas Put a speed summer flow from the hungriest district Switch kicks, frisk when I come to them picnics Play slow, paper chase stack and lay low Range bold, thin it all black, the same old Psychic mind, righteous bombs To tuck the new leaf from a life of crime No concerns with new beef, who's as nice as I'm It's confirmed from few feet, I'm still a sniper blind Blind, built my fame, spilt my pain Politic and Delhi still trying to milk the game It's obvious that I'm real, rap skills remain I took some change and I'm still the same The same <laughs> The format is real sickness, contagious <laughs> Here I come, Daisy There you go, Phil I don't have to run no game, I've done no stuff uh, Learned the system, burned some ism Jotted my Jews down like journalism How I maneuver now, it emerged the wisdom A pilgrim, prophesied, putting words to rhythm Relating, I add them plating in Manifestation, patient Meditating with the man who's waiting Pacing, like an inmate that sealed his fate Less than years escape, but I'm still in shape I'm chilling, deeply rooted A beast with music from best out to the east I'm too at peace to lose it, beloved I still does it, breathing off a Trump budget Fresh out of Bloomies with the Louis luggage The format is real sickness, contagious Here I come, Daisy There you go, there you go How we get down, The format is real sickness, contagious Here I come, Daisy